Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 153 of the Attractions Podcast. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here once again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And Carly has been a busy traveler for the last week. Uh, Last time we chatted, you were hanging with Snoop and Martha in Vegas. What have you been up to this last week? I have been in my work hole. So (laughs) I have fun, but then I also work. So I just bury myself in a deep, deep hole and it's dark. I don't escape. I drink lots of coffee, but it'll be worth it because on Tuesday I am going to Victoria and Albert's. So, so jealous. All uh, be worth it. <laughs> uh, in, in case, in case you don't know, uh, V&A's is the signature restaurant at the Grand Floridian. It's been closed for a few years, uh, just recently reopened. And from everything I've heard, it is just as luxurious and over the top as ever. So I'm very jelly that you yes. are. Well, <laughs> getting... um, Matt went from attraction. Yes, um, yes. And he said it was almost four hours. It is an experience. <laughs> it is an attraction. It is yeah. not just a meal. It is an entire experience. And uh it is not cheap, but you will get your money's worth. That's for right. sure. Well, well if, if my date fails, <laughs> yeah. you're the next on my list. So. Um, I can hire an assassin right now if that's what it takes. <laughs> well, I I am uh, I'm jealous of you, but uh, I am happy that you are going to get to do that and uh, talk to us all about it next week, hopefully. Yes. Um, and I can I can live vicariously through your Vicky and Al's meal. Yes. Um, I got to celebrate a birthday this week and I did it by going to, uh, Disney's animal kingdom. Um, cause, uh, you know, it was the, the only Walt Disney world theme park that I got to experience before it opened and have got to like be there through its whole lifespan. So it kind of has a, a soft spot. I think it's my favorite of the Walt Disney world parks. Um, What did you eat? You know what? Uh, I I did not eat anything there that day. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm totally lying. I did eat. I I went to Satuli ca- uh, Canteen and I had the chili lime shrimp uh, yes. bowl on noodles, and so uh, it was excellent. And uh, thank you for reminding me. I was wearing a birthday button, and I got a free cupcake. Uh, two free cupcakes actually, but Ooh. I could only eat about half of one of them because the free birthday cupcakes are not exactly gourmet uh <laughs> in fact i had trouble giving away the second one but uh i really appreciate it uh it does pay to wear that birthday button yes um and more importantly i got to see some some animals i got to uh do a live stream through the maharaja jungle trek and uh, it was pouring rain <laughs> so the tigers were a lot smarter than i am uh they were inside they were staying dry um but uh, I did get to hang out with the bats, and I love oh. those bats. So it was, I would say it was a it was a great way to spend my birthday. And uh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, our, our friend, uh, Pastor John, who uh, I got to bump into the next day, uh, do a little walk around um, Universal with him and uh, Xavier from UO Food Blog. So thank you guys for uh, hanging out with me. Really appreciate it. Sounds like a perfect birthday. It was a good couple of days. I, you know, I gotta say it's it's a little lonely. Uh, my wife is off on a work trip, um, and uh, 
it's me and the cats. Uh, but you know, the theme parks are always there to be your family, even when your family is away. Right. Right. And now you have more celebrations when she returns. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess without further any further ado, it is time to jump into the news in the queue. Okay, we are going to start out this week's News in the Queue with a whole bunch of scary stories, and we'll start out with Universal Orlando, which has finally revealed the full lineup of its Halloween horrors. I know a lot of people were, were hanging on for this because this is unusually late in the season for Universal to do their, uh, their final release, but they gave us the whole info dump. We got all the haunted houses, we got all the scare zones, we got all the shows, uh, and it is all kicking off on September 2nd, running through October 31st at Universal Orlando. Yes, like you said, they waited to the two-week mark before opening night to reveal that the final six will be original concepts, which got me through the roof even more excited. You know, there's there's a lot of debate in the Halloween fan community about intellectual properties versus original houses. Uh, you know, Universal started out mostly doing original houses um, or kind of stealing intellectual property. Uh, but, you know, they've been doing for decades now, uh, bringing in big movies, big TV shows. Uh, and it gotten to the point where it was pretty much split five and five, five original houses, five IP houses. Uh, and you'd always have people, some people say we want more IP. Some people say we want more um uh, more original uh this year the balance has shifted for the first time in a lot of years we've got six originals uh and only four ips and um, there are all sorts of behind the scenes stories about why that is um uh, but this is what we got uh and i am really excited for a few of the uh originals that they have just announced we're going to run through them real quick so my favorite one that I'm most excited about yes. is Spirits of the Coven. It is based on an unsettling 1920s speakeasy. So you mm -hmm. already had me with that because I'm expecting very cool, immersive theming. And basically, you are the bar guest, and you suddenly discover that you are going to be the secret ingredient in the mm -hmm. witch's brew. So we could possibly see some, you know, food and beverage tie-in with this. If there's a witch's brew, they have it one of the bars. But this is the one that I think I am most excited for yeah um you know you mentioned that and we'll we'll get into that a little bit more i am seeing more and more tie-ins um between these elaborately themed bars that they've put all around the park this year uh you know they the the food booths are not just plain booths this year each one has an identity and a theme um we're already uh we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh how it ties into the tribute store um, but the way they're integrating food and beverage and merchandise and the attractions this year, I think, is is really pushing things forward. Okay, so the house that I am most uh, apprehensive slash excited about is Bugs Eaten Alive. Um, it is set in the ninth in a 1950s house of the future, and you know how much uh, I love that theme. Um, but it has been taken over by many-legged creepy crawlings, and uh, from what I've heard. Uh, you know, they haven't even put any actors in this this house yet. They're just doing the designs. And it's still hard for the designers to walk through this, even without actors to scare them. Uh, I hear that we are getting back what they call SIF, stuff in face. Uh, if you remember the days where they would have dangly, sticky, yeah. slimy stuff hitting you, 
we're going back to that. Right. Uh, I feel like this is, it's unfortunate that this is going to be a hard no for many people, my <laughs> husband included, who hates even just the blowing machines. But it's unfortunate because I hear 1950s House of the Future and that perks my ears up. That is exciting. They could do yes. so many cool stuff. I'm going to go through it at least once. Yeah. Maybe and with some witch's brew. And before. Brian posted in the comments, um, our friend uh, Bio Reconstruct. Uh, posted some pictures on Twitter showing a really cool-looking billboard outside of this house that's really got that uh, that retro future, House of the Future theme. Um, and so, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're calling it the Monsanto home of the buggy future. Yes, Brian, good call. So uh, that those are two. Um, others, we have Fiesta de Chupacabras, which is uh, taking the uh, Mexican... Um, uh, legend uh, of the goat-eating creature uh, and bringing it to life. Um, Hell Block Horror. Uh, Universal's been well-known over the years of their prison-themed haunted houses. Haven't done one in a while, um, but uh, this looks to be freaks and monsters uh, with versus savage inmates in a prison. Um, if you like uh, the winter-themed houses that they've done in the past, Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. Uh, that looks like it's going to be a scenic masterpiece yes. um, with a winter storm enveloping a seaside village with undead fishermen and flesh-eating terrors. Yeah, this is the other one I'm excited for because I'm just anticipating them to use the really cool lighting effect mm -hmm. like to replicate the snow and the water like we've seen in houses here yeah. at Hollow Scream before. And that just really sets the scene and it really makes you feel like you're in a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did a, a Yeti themed house a few years ago, yeah. uh, and uh, and they also did a great. Uh, uh, Brian mentioned uh, the Dead Man's Wharf scare zone from from mm -hmm. 2016. So if you merge those two together, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then finally, uh, you know, there's been a lot of bad news about subway systems in places like Boston lately. Well, uh, they are building a uh, a. Uh, subway themed haunted house called descendants of destruction takes place in the subway tunnels of a devastated post-apocalyptic new york city uh with bloodthirsty mutants um so that should be fun for yes. <laughs> commuters um, to terrorize <laughs> them i feel like it's a really well-rounded 10 this mm -hmm. year and of course it combines with the early announced ones including halloween of course the monsters collide which mm -hmm. i am I, that's maybe my most anticipated of the yep. original four announced yes i i love the way they've been resurrecting the classic monsters in recent years with these mashup houses uh and this one brings together uh the mummy with werewolf and dracula um i you know i'm not a huge uh fan normally of Blumhouse, uh, but I like what they've done with their houses in the uh, in in the the events past. And uh, uh, I've just started listening to the weekend because of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, I've watched some videos here and there. And uh, so I'm really excited for the after hours nightmare. Uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But it's the scare zones. Um, they have also kind of upped the ante. Uh, they've got five of them this year. Um, and uh, some of them sound really innovative. Uh, we'll run through them real quick, uh, starting with Horrors of Halloween, which uh, is bringing the Pumpkin Lord out with his devious subjects. Uh, this one worries me a little. Scarecrow Cursed Soil. Anytime Universal has done anything with scarecrows or corn, uh, we've had a hurricane, so keep your fingers crossed. 
Um, and uh, Sweet Revenge is the one that I'm super interested in because this is tying into the tribute store. Yes. Uh, it is a 1950s Halloween small town festival gone disastrously wrong uh, with a, uh, a parade turned into a nightmare. Um, but the uh, the theming of the scare zone in New York is going to tie right into the uh, tribute store, which I think is right. really neat. And we can already imagine some pretty amazing costuming that they're going to do for mm -hmm. that. And I'm so excited for that one. And then we have a graveyard, deadly unrest. So that's going to be a ghastly cemetery, and that's mm -hmm. going to be the location for an ominous Halloween thunderstorm yeah i that looks like uh they've been setting up all of these uh graveyard props around mm -hmm. born uh show so i think that's where that's going to be and the last one is conjure the dark which is the realm of an evil sorceress who's raised an army of ravening monstrosities um uh, i i have i have a, a prediction though that the most popular uh scare zone uh, at least uh, on Instagram this year is going to be the one right uh, in the front of the park uh, in front of the Minions ride because if you walk in there and look straight up you're going to see Little Boo hanging over your head. Oh, yes. uh, Lil, Lil Boo was uh, carved a few years ago. There's a great um, uh, article about her creator mm -hmm. on Orlando Sentinel this week and Alicia Stella at Park Stops written about her but uh, if you're a fan of Little Boo uh walk walk into the canopy with all the pumpkins and look straight up in the dead center. Definitely. And then, of course, live entertainment has rounded out this announcement. And mm -hmm. Halloween Nightmare Fuel Wildfire will actually be the sequel to last year's Halloween Nightmare Fuel. And that yes. was super popular if anyone went last year. It was always packed. So. Great show last year that combined uh, dance and, and uh, music with uh, some magic and a lot of pyrotechnics. Uh, this year they are bringing in uh, an international performance group called the Fuel Girls. Um, and there will be a new main character. Uh, so uh, they'll be mixing it up uh, with a new wildfire theme. Um, that, that's one that you're going to probably want to get there a little early to get a good seat. Um, and the other show is Ghoulish, a Halloween tale. And just from just from the uh, font, I feel like they're going a little more spooky, fun Halloween than trying to go, you know, scary, gory with this. But this is going to be an all new Lagoon show uh, using the fountains and the lasers that follows the Grim Reapers patrols beyond the grave. Uh, it's got a, a specially mixed musical score. Um, I loved the very first year they did the uh, uh, the fountain show during yes. Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm looking for, for this one to be just as much fun. Right. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we'll see you all there opening weekend. I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, uh, I'm spending a night in Cabana Bay, but for the second Thursday, uh, not the first one. Uh, the, well, there there isn't a first Thursday. Right. So I'll be there on the, uh, on the 8th. Um, but this is uh, all kicks off. Uh, on September 2nd, and uh, I mentioned Cabana Bay. They're doing some yeah. special stuff over there with a Universal Monsters Gallery of Legends photo op um, for guests at that hotel. Uh, there's Halloween-related stuff going on all over the resort. It's hard, impossible for us to list it all, so go over to universalorlando.com and make your plans now. Yes. All right. Um we are moving uh, west from Universal Orlando to Universal Studios Hollywood. And this is something I did not have on my Halloween bingo card. Um, yes, we've known about Jordan Peele's Nope 
becoming part, a permanent part of Universal Studios Hollywood. And we guessed that it might be part of the Terror Tram, but I did not guess that we would see a mashup of Jordan Peele's Us with Nope uh, as part of the Terror Tram in a crossover for Halloween Horror Nights. Right. This got me really excited. So it's going to be vengeful doppelgangers from mm -hmm. us. And they're going to be invading the Jupiter's claim set, which is that demented kind of theme park that has taken over that new area of the studio lot tour. Yeah. So um, the Terra Tram, if, if you've never experienced it, is a really unique thing. You're only going to find Universal Hollywood where they take the uh, studio trams that normally show you how the movies are made. Uh, they take you out the, on them, and then at a certain point, you get off and have to walk on foot through these sets. Um, first of all, that's just really cool, because normally right. you have to be a VIP to walk on those sets. Um, but then they fill them up with scare actors mm -hmm. uh, and basically chase you through these sets. So you're like walking past the actual psycho house being chased by a psycho, it which is, is pretty unique. It's one of the most unbelievable experiences. I think last year I did it maybe 20 times because I was like, this is the coolest thing. If you are a diehard theme park person, consider going out to Universal Hollywood for their horror nights because the terror tram is worth it alone. It is unbelievable. It is a true experience and you're kind of running through. So it's a whole different, like more immersive vibe than even going through a house. Yeah, there's uh. You know, there's a lot of debate back and forth about the house designs uh, at, you know, Hollywood versus Orlando. Um, but uh, the Terror Tram is definitely the thing that sets Hollywood apart. I was so sad that they they paused it for a few years and they weren't doing it the last time I was there. Um, and that's one thing that could get me to to make another trip out to it. Um, so this, uh, as we mentioned, Nope is the, the new finale of this. Uh, and uh, you're going to face an army of the tethered uh in jupiter's claim uh so uh worlds collide uh the the jordan peele uh multiverse is uh is collapsing <laughs> in on itself um and you'll get to enjoy that along with uh they've got their own versions of the weekend uh horrors of blumhouse and universal uh monsters uh along with the halloween house but they're also uh they've got killer clowns from outer space that was a big cult hit so that's my favorite movie growing up. So the joy <laughs> that says so much about you. It does say it says everything. But the joy to see it back at Horror Nights, it has always been my favorite thing. They really execute the clowns and their costumes. It is insane. So I am so excited for that. Um, La Llorona is also on the agenda this year, along with Scarecrow, The Reaping, and uh, Universal's Horror Hotel. Uh, that's that's a new one. Mm -hmm. So uh, plus they've got three scare zones. Um, they're bringing the Death Eaters into uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter like they have been doing in Orlando. Uh, and the Jabberwockies dance crew is back uh, with a new show. Um, if we want a little more uh, insight, Brian has dropped some uh, tidbits uh, in our, our comments from uh, Murdy. Uh, if you don't know, he is the... Uh, guy in charge of uh, Halloween out in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is very open doing Q&As online and stuff. Uh, so uh, a few little tidbits. Uh, the Killer Clowns is, looks like it's going to be a uh, straight up recreation wow. of the last time they did it, which right. was a great, great walkthrough last time I did it. Uh, but they've tweaked La Llorona. Um, and uh, yes, you are actually going to be walking through the actual sets that were used in the movie Nope. 
Um, so that's pretty darn cool. Yes. So go out to Hollywood this year. It is a totally different vibe. So you have to kind of reprogram your mind because it is mm -hmm. not like Orlando at all. Houses are not like it, but they do yeah. offer things that you just can't get. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it definitely, if you're, if, if you're the kind of person who goes to uh, Orlando's Halloween every single year, take a year and, and save up some money and, and check out the West coast. Cause there's a lot of great things out there. Speaking of which Knott's scary farm is also unleashing some new frights this year for 2022. Uh, they are the OG of, uh, West coast Halloween events. Years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they blow universal out of the water when it comes yeah. to Halloween event longevity. Uh, this year they're back from September 22nd through October 31st. Uh, they've got five new scares, uh, 12 returning terrors. It's a it's a huge event, uh, just the sheer amount of content. And while they don't, um, you know, redo their haunted houses every year like uh, Universal does, um, there is so much to do there that if, if you haven't been or you haven't been in several years, uh, it, it doesn't matter that they aren't all brand new every year. Absolutely. I mean, they... I went last year opening night and I, it was probably my favorite haunt event of all of last year. It is just so well done. So insane. So scary. I actually mm -hmm. like, I'm not like a screaming person. It is actually really scary. And I'm excited that this year they're going to be offering new experiences. Yes. Uh, so the first stop is bloodline 1842, uh, which uh, you better be armed with the latest Bellatorian weaponry to take on the immortal Daybreakers while hunting for the bloodthirsty Valachimpri in the busy city streets of Valdonia. Did I pronounce any of that right? No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Um, so this looks like a kind of steampunk twist on vampires. Uh, it actually reads more like the description of a video game than a... Uh, than a haunted maze right. uh but uh that's pretty cool and also the grim grimori they're giving me all of these words and expecting me to pronounce them on a sunday can't do this to me well this one is dark stories of ancient relics turning this maze into a nightmare for the unsuspecting with demonic creatures in a world created by a mysterious spell book so uh, basically, it's uh, Scarlet Witch got the dark hold and uh, everything went bad, right? Right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Beyond the Fog is what I am most excited about. This will be the first time they do a behind the scenes three hour tour. And a three the hour tour. tour. I do, it would be this one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Universal uh, here in Orlando has been doing those uh, mm -hmm. behind the scenes tours uh, and uh, this way you'd get to learn a little about the history of uh, Knott's annual event. Like I said, it goes back almost half a century uh, and get to uh, get a lights on tour to see some of the detail in these houses. Um, <clears throat> in terms of entertainment, uh, there is a reimagined Le Magnifique Carnival de Grotesque that is going to be on the Calico Mine stage. Uh, as well as Conjurer's Dark Magic, uh, transforming the Birdcage Theater into a den of death. Oh, yeah. And so there's going to be some returning mazes from, mm -hmm. from years past. Uh, I love this one. Mesmer, Slideshow of the Mind. This is really creepy. You enter a tent and you learn kind of about the secrets of the human mind by the hypnotical Mesmer. And it mm -hmm. is weird and creepy and just 
all the things. I remember they put out a really great like movie quality yeah. trailer mm -hmm. when they uh, came up with that maze. Uh, Waxworks is also back. Uh, uh, finding your way through an abandoned wax museum. Um, Origins, Curse of Calico, which kind of ties into the uh, the history of the park's Old West section. Mm -hmm. um, Pumpkin Eater, uh, which I just, the picture alone is uh, that's nasty uh <laughs> a once terrified town is now silent as a graveyard while the pumpkin eater is on the prowl um and uh yeah moving yeah. on my favorite last year was dark ride that's the one i would i've watched so many walkthrough videos and i would oh, love to do that myself cool so you're walking through basically an abandoned attraction called mm -hmm. dark ride castle of chaos and you meet these kind of just really demented leftover creatures that were trapped forever inside the attraction and it is bizarre i think i did it like three times in one night because i was like this is just crazy it's not as much scary as it is just crazy and if you love theme parks and attractions oh yeah they really I, I, I i know that uh if, if you're familiar with knots's past there were all sorts of props and and mm -hmm. easter eggs there to uh to old stuff um uh, we've also got the depths, which is a uh, pitch black underground cave in an abandoned port village draped in heavy fog. Remind me to bring a flashlight for that one. They did insane <laughs> lighting with this last year, kind of what we were talking about with at Universal Orlando with the lighting and the water effects. That was mm -hmm. new, so I'm excited to see how they do it this year. Yeah, and the last one this year is Dark Entities, uh, which is you on a lone space station uh, filled with an evil mutation of extraterrestrial origins. Um, in addition, they've got scare zones, um, the Goring 20s, Ghost Town Streets, Carnival, The Hollow, and Forsaken Lake. Um, plus uh, a whole Ooh. bunch of entertainment. Um, the headliner for me would be... Um, Puppet Up Uncensored, which comes from the Jim Henson Company. And uh, it is dirty. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is one not to take the kids to. Yeah, for sure. you know. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. I love the Timber Mountain Log Ride does. So that's like their log flume a la Slash Mountain. A lot of the same creators were involved. Yes. Garner Holt uh, worked yes. on that. Uh, it's a fever and... dream of Slash Mountain. And they do a holiday overlay. Not, yes. Not only do they... Uh, do they add uh, characters and, and lighting to it? But it's got a soundtrack by Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies, uh, formerly known uh, from uh, Frontierland in Disneyland. Um, yeah. There's also going to be a Scary Farm tribute art show, uh, looking back over the 49-year uh, history. Um, and you can't miss the uh, Chicken Dinner Restaurant. Uh, they're doing a buffet meal. Uh, all sorts of food and uh, drink options abound. Yes, so, and that is a really good one if you want to get early entry into some mm -hmm. of the houses. And then you don't want to maybe splurge for the all-access pass, but mm -hmm. there's a Fright fast lane pass. The buffet gives you early access to several houses, so you could really knock out the whole night. And it's only $45, including dinner. So that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's a that's a really reasonable Um and uh, one thing to keep in mind, this is taking place on weekends and Knott's Berry Farm recently implemented a very strict policy, no minors uh, under the age of 18 without an adult chaperone on the weekends. So if you bought your kid tickets to Knott's Berry Farm and you thought you'd just drop them off at the gate, no. it ain't happening. No. Um, 
and they are going to be uh, taking security seriously. So uh, uh, no large bags. Um, and if you can avoid bringing a bag at all, that's probably best. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, did you say you wanted more Halloween? Yes. More Halloween? Yes. Well, let's do it. Hollow Scream at SeaWorld Orlando has also revealed its full lineup of terror for 2022. All new haunted houses, scare zones, shows, and of course, themed bars uh, coming at you from September 9th through October 31st. Yeah, so there are some new returning ones. Um, we have Blood Beckoning, which you enter the domain of Scratch, a siren with a thirst for blood, who will do all she can to make sure the unwary never escape her clutches. Ooh. Siren of the Seas is a... Uh... It's no cruise ship to a tropical paradise. No, no, no. It's a boat filled with restless souls, making sure you never return to port. Right. And then you have Captain's Revenge, Drowned in Darkness. If you don't find a way out, you'll become part of the crew who have driven mad by cursed treasure. Uh, Dead Vine's Root of Evil uh, is a lovely garden stroll that turns into a race through an undead jungle uh, that wants to make you a uh, part of the landscaping. Yes. And then uh, beneath the ice, it's going to start out as a rescue mission in the Arctic Circle, but is going to end beneath the ice. And that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yes, that is the one that was built into the wild Arctic walkthrough. Uh, yes. And that was uh, definitely my favorite last year. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of scare zones, uh, they're bringing back Terrors of the Deep, which is uh, around the Atlantis ride. Uh, sea of Fear is new. Um, and all we know about that is the welcome won't be friendly when you enter this body of water. So I don't know if you have to wear a bathing suit for that one. <laughs> I'm guessing that one might be the uh, waist high lasers with the yes, that makes it look like you're walking through Love water. Those, yeah. mm -hmm. And then you have a cargo carnage, which is a sinister presence awaits behind the crates in a new area where the freight is all about the freight. <laughs> yes, uh, Cutthroat Cove is a shipwreck crew that's out for revenge upon you. Frozen Terror, Alive in the Ice, that's kind of tied into the Beneath the Ice. Uh, I mean, the, the name pretty much tells you all, but uh, right. they've reimagined that zone. Uh, and the last two are Deadly Ambush, uh, which <laughs> communing with nature has never been so murderous. They really want to get make you frightened of the natural world, don't they? Right. Uh, and and finally, uh, witchcraft bayou, uh, backwater bayou, voodoo, and zealous wor worshippers uh, to hang out with uh, and hopefully get your drink on. Yes, they do. Their theme bars are epic. If you haven't, yes, gone. they really have perfected that. Yeah. Um, Shows coming back this year are uh, an updated version of the Monster Stomp show, um, a new storytelling show called Lurking in the Depths, an adventure's tale. Uh, and there is also kind of like a dance acrobatic show, uh, Siren's Song. Yes. Now, my favorite part, pick your poison because <laughs> you need a little bit of liquid courage to go through some of these houses mazes scare zones so they are going to have five theme bars this year and one of the new ones is allura's on the rocks oh well i know that uh last year i spent some time in the longshoreman's tavern which they're uh bringing back they're plussing mm -hmm. and i would say if you are a fan of uh the adventures club or um you know hollywood studios street uh but want it with a little edge uh maybe with some cursing 
Uh, <laughs> go hang out in Longshoreman's Tavern because they have some really, really funny performers uh, and they will they will interact with you all night long uh, as long as you keep buying drinks. Absolutely. And then there's also Tormented, Siren's Last Call, and Poison Grotto. Uh, so all of this uh, can be yours for the low, low price <laughs> of $34.99 uh, or even $29.99 if you're an annual pass member. Um, that sale ends today, uh, if you're listening to this live, uh, August 21st. Um, they will happily still sell you a ticket for a higher price uh, if you're listening to this on a recording. Um, and you can find out more about that at SeaWorldOrlando.com. Uh, Brian had a question in the comment. If, if uh, we think that Orlando and Tampa are on par for their Hallow Scream events, or does each have pros and cons? Um, I would say they both have pros and cons. Mm -hmm. uh, a pro for SeaWorld for me is it's a lot closer drive. Right. Um, uh, Obviously, Bush Gardens has a lot more established. They've had a lot more years to develop their event to figure out how to use. Uh, you know, last year was a great start for SeaWorld, but they're still finding their footing. Um, and just in terms of the sheer amount of uh, content, uh, there isn't as much there yet uh, as uh, Tampa has. But, you know, give them a few more years and I think they'll be neck and neck. Absolutely. And then for these price points, you know, it's like I'm thinking about, oh, God, I blew $190 on Oogie Boogie Bash. I would rather almost maybe go to you can go to Orlando and Tampa uh, and it's still cheaper. You could you could do Hallow Scream. You could do uh, uh, the SeaWorlds event. You could throw in like Scream and Stream or one of these right. other uh, local events, a couple of, you know, independent haunts. All for a lot less than, you know, a rush of fear pass at Universal or right. an Oogie Boogie ticket. So, yeah, they're they're definitely a good value um, compared to some of the bigger events for sure. OK, well, we're going to take a little break from Halloween and instead we're going to talk about virtual reality for a minute. Zero latency free roaming VR is coming to Icon Park uh, and these folks used to be at the main event in um, uh, Point Orlando. They moved out of there a while ago, but they are coming back with a new generation of immersive virtual reality that gets rid of the backpacks and the wires. This is pretty crazy. I don't know much about this, but <laughs> apparently you team up with seven other players and then you're playing in 5K virtual reality? Yeah, so, okay. I'm a bit of a VR nerd. I, I have the hardware. I, I, I have a Quest 2, and I have done zero latency in Las Vegas, and I've done pretty much every VR ever. And I'm really excited about this, because what they're doing is they're using the new HTC Vive Focus 3 headsets, which are way sharper than all the other consumer headsets. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got a 5K image. Uh, which is even better than your 4K TV, which is good when you've got that screen pressed up like one right. inch from your eye. Um, but they do a 90 hertz refresh rate. Uh, if you've got a Quest, Quests do like 72 hertz. So, and 120 degree field of view. So instead of, uh, you know, looking like you're you're looking at everything through a scuba mask, you get a little bit more peripheral vision. Uh, it makes a huge difference. Um, but the, the real big innovation is, all the other high-end VR that I've done, you literally have to wear a big computer 
in a backpack, yeah. you know, with the fans running and the right. battery and everything. And then you've got that connected by a big cable to the back of your head the whole time you're doing it. That's not very comfortable. Um, this right. is using a uh, new wireless technology to stream everything directly into your headset. So all you have to worry about is the thing on top of your head. You're not carrying a big bulky backpack. I think that'll make a huge difference. How does it compare to visually like some using an Oculus? That's really my only. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have, uh, if, if you've got the original Oculus, like the Rift or the mm -hmm. Quest 1, this is going to be so much sharper. Um, even the Quest 2 is a big step up. But mm -hmm. like the older VR headsets, you know, you always see the blocks. Everything looks like you're looking through a, a screen door because you can kind of right. see all the pixels. This, by the time you get to 5K, it basically it's each individual dot is indistinguishable so you can read fine text if you've got 2020 vision in real life you've got 2020 vision pretty much in the headset uh because you can resolve that kind of fine detail so i assume you'll be doing this i i will hope that they uh invite me out yes. um i've actually played most of their games um some of their games are, are returning engineering is a great one they've got a fun zombie survival an undead arena um, I've played uh, Singularity a few times, but uh, one of the newer ones that they are going to be bringing here, hopefully, is Far Cry VR. That's uh, based on a very popular computer and, and console uh, game series, and uh, they turned it into a VR experience that looks really exciting. Wow, and it's coming to Vegas first. Yes, uh, the first one. They've already got a location uh, in Vegas. Uh, this one is going to be at the MGM Grand Hotel. Um, and they're also going to follow that up in Seattle, Washington, Houston, Dallas, and Orlando, uh, plus Cincinnati. So we are on the short list. Uh, and if you want to know exactly when you can book this and try this out for yourself, uh, head on over to zerolatencyvr.com. Okay, uh, talking about video games, um, the, the, if you've ever want to be sucked inside the world of Jumanji, just like uh, characters in the movies, the first ever Jumanji-themed land is going to open at Chessington World of Adventures in the UK in spring of 2023. This is so interesting because it's Jumanji is such an old ip to me and we're seeing so much theme park integration now we had that attraction open in italy which looked amazing almost mm -hmm. like an indiana jones disneyland and now we're seeing a whole land in the united kingdom yeah i mean we grew up with the robin williams right. movie, but there's a whole new generation that knows yeah. it from the reboots with the rock and uh those have been phenomenally successful um, and so now, uh, as of August 15th, they announced that uh, Chessington World of Adventures and Sony Pictures are going to team up to create this land. Uh, you're going to be welcomed into it with sort of an overgrown archway um, that will reveal uh, a jungle land. Uh, and the, the kind of the icon of the land is going to be a 55 foot, foot tall jaguar shrine structure. Uh, that looks like it's got a roller coaster track wrapping around it. Uh, yes, and they're not really saying much. They're kind of mums the no, word no, no. on any yeah. sort of attractions ride. So, like, this is all we really have to go with. It, it looks like a roller coaster. Yeah, they've they've yeah. they're putting off any details on exactly what rides, attractions, or experiences. Um, 
but uh you know you mentioned earlier in italy uh gardaland uh which mm -hmm. is another merlin uh attraction i believe um they uh opened a dark ride that was yeah. really pretty sophisticated for a park of that size um so it, it wouldn't be impossible for a clone or a version of that ride to turn up here uh, obviously they're teasing a roller coaster even if they're not admitting it um that looks like a b&m track to right uh, that's what i was thinking hard, hard to say though yeah. uh <laughs> but um yeah the i the idea is that uh you know people who love this uh franchise are going to be stepping inside of it uh as early as next spring that seems really really quick to uh build an entire land so yes Looking forward to more information coming out of Merlin Entertainment about what exactly is going to be part of it. Absolutely. All right. Coming back home, uh, at least for me, here in Orlando, uh, the Gaylord Palms Resort, after a COVID pause, is bringing back its beloved ice event. Uh, and this time it is going to be themed after Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I love this event. It is done so well. It's super family friendly. I think it's worth the cost. There's ice slides. So you already had me at that. And they bring in this team from China that actually there are 40 professional ice sculptors. And they're the ones that come and build this entire, it's basically a land, I guess I would explain it. Uh, okay, uh, theme park tie-in, if you have ever watched the uh, film in the China Pavilion at Epcot, and there is a uh, brief segment where they show you the winter festival in Harbin, China, uh, with these amazing structures, sculptures, slides made out of ice and all lit up. Um, those are the folks who they fly over here um, and obviously for the last two years with covid they've had to put all that on pause but it's so great that they are coming back um, there's even a little workshop at the end of the walkthrough where you can sort of see you know the tools that they use and how they do it it's just an, an incredible process uh putting this whole thing together some of them stand 30 feet tall um and uh you know just imagining working in there all day uh you know it's nine degrees fahrenheit when you're inside they they, they give you a parka but uh bring your own gloves and hat and scarf yes. and everything else because you're gonna need it i uh, can you imagine working in there uh to build yeah. it i <laughs> i don't know how they do it but um yeah and uh it's also interesting that they got the license for the grinch uh, especially mm -hmm. since universal is very well known for their grinch okay. celebration right yep. down the street Yes. So this is exciting that it's back. There are ice slides, which are really fun. It's like ice luging and these big inner tubes. They do live sculpting demonstrations. They have shows, activities. They usually have like hot chocolate huts, all different little fun, little like festive snacks. You know, I, a kid, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, we could just, when it snowed, we could just grab a sled or, or right. a, a tube and find a big hill. Kids in Florida don't have that opportunity. So, uh, you know, even though it's a man-made hill with man-made snow inside a convention center, it's still a lot of fun. They go um, really fast. I will yeah. say, like, the first time you go down, you don't expect it to be like that. It is hold on. <laughs> yep. Uh, they've also got a lot of entertainment coming back. Uh, they've got their Cirque Spirit of Christmas show, which includes trapeze artists and aerial silk performers. Um, the Greatest Story, uh, which is a, a nativity show done through the eyes of six different international storytellers. 
um, and shine, uh, which is the lighting of their LED covered Christmas tree, uh, which includes animation and music. Um, there's also an Adventure Kids Wonder of Winter Wonders of Winter show, and a um, a Three Wise Men uh, show that uh, is going to take place um, to celebrate the uh, Hispanic uh, Three Kings Day. Right. And there's also a ton of activities. So if you don't want to splurge on the ice, because I know it can get expensive, you have a family, <laughs> four people, you know, going to the Christmas lights there, I mean, depends on what kind of restrictions if they keep it to hotel guests. But usually if you purchase some activity, you can get into the Gaylord. Yeah, the, the Gaylord's... Um, big atrium area which is like an attraction of itself and they, it's all decked out and often you know especially if you're just going there to eat at a restaurant or something right. you can freely walk around a lot of these shows um uh you can just watch uh without having a ticket so there's a there's also uh if you do want to spend a little bit more money they've got a naughty or nice uh santa's themed cool. escape room um a snow factory like we talked about um uh, an elf training academy where you can make a toy and uh, a gingerbread decorating corner um, where you can check, decorate a cookie or a gingerbread house. Um, and they've also got their Build-A-Bear workshop, of course. Um, it, yeah, and it's just great ambiance. Uh, millions of lights. They got that 60-foot tall tree. Um, it's, uh, it's really a great, a great place to visit. Right, absolutely. And I'm seeing they're doing now a feast with Grinch. So their buffet character breakfast now is going to have an appearance by the Grinch and his adorable little dog, Max. Yeah, I was really uh, I was really caught by that, especially yeah. since we just talked about how when Universal uh, announced their holiday offerings, they didn't specifically say that their Grinch breakfast is coming no. back. So if you are missing the breakfast with the Grinch, this is your opportunity right here. Right. Um, and, uh, of course you can't forget about Santa Claus. Uh, the big man himself, uh, is going to be, uh, meeting guests in his Alpine village. Um, he's, he's there from November 18th through Christmas Eve. Uh, and Miss, Mrs. Claus also shows up to, uh, read traditional Christmas tales to the kids. Right. And then of course, if you stay there, you get some additional perks and mm -hmm. it could be worth it doing a little staycation, uh, it's really fun and it guarantees that you're right there in the heart of the action. You can open your balcony and see the lights. Yeah. And you get a front of the line pass. They call it a chill pass if you're staying overnight. Um, so you can skip the lines for some of those attractions like ice um, and also early entry. Um, so uh, good, good perks for staying there. Christmas at GaylordPalms.com is the address for all the information and once again, it all kicks off on November 18th and runs through January 1st. And our final piece of news in the queue, Disney Legends for 2022 are going to be announced at D23. Uh, that's happening September 9th through 11th in Anaheim. And they are going to be inducting some uh, some big names of the current day and also some folks really important to Disney's history, which is about to celebrate the company's 100th anniversary. Yeah, this was a really well-rounded list. You have Anthony Anderson, uh, Kristen Chenoweth, obviously from Frozen, uh, Adina Menzel, and of course, the late actor Chad Boswick. 
All right, I'm going to have to bust you on that one. It is Kristen Bell, not Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, my uh, God. I, say that. <laughs> I was picturing a tiny blonde. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Kristen Bell, who, uh, if you are a Veronica Mars fan, you you know very, yes. very well. Um, but yes, uh, her Disney connection is mostly for Frozen. I don't think that they are inducting her for her role in Reefer Madness. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, but some of the folks behind the scenes that they are inducting include uh, Rob Coltrane. Uh, he's a retired Imagineer who worked on Runaway Railway and Raider Springs Racers. Um, a big name that you should know, but maybe don't, Robert Price, Bob Foster. Uh, he worked for Disney going way back to 1956. But the reason you should know him was he was the guy who was the top secret scout who helped uh, Walt buy up all the land uh, for the Florida project, what later became Walt Disney World. Uh, so if, if he hadn't been doing that, uh, they probably wouldn't have been able to afford to build Walt Disney World. And this could probably tie into Walt's plane that's going to be at D23, too, because he at was Cruise that. Yes, he he absolutely would have been one of the people flying around on that uh, for sure. Uh, more actors include Josh Gad from Frozen and Jonathan Groff from Frozen. Um, uh, but you've also got uh, animator Don Han, um, who worked on everything from Pete's Dragon to Beauty and the Beast and the Lion King. Uh, Doris Hardoon, who is an Imagineer who worked on Epcot and Disneyland Paris and the Cruise Line. Um, and Chris Montan, who was the vice president of music, uh, and he was involved in the soundtracks for The Little Mermaid and The Lion King. Uh, so a lot of people who had a really uh, big impact, both uh, on screen and behind the scenes for the Disney uh, company's history. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a nice presentation. Fingers crossed I get in because that is one of the hardest ones to get in. At yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, there, yes, you will have to, I guess, or they're going to be using a show pass system or you'll have to uh, line up real, real early for that one. Um, luckily, the opening ceremony uh, is going to be streamed as part of D23 Expo Live. That's going to include musical performances and special guests. Um, so even if you can't make it, in person to this event that's totally sold out uh you will hopefully be able to watch it from home uh, i know that's what i'll be doing yeah and the marvel showcase will also be live streamed so i know that's very yes, yes that's a big one set your uh, your calendar for september 9th uh to find out the a lot about the the future of disney and marvel so uh if you want more information about all of this d23.com is the place to go Ah, all right. I'm going to take a little breath. Deep <laughs> cleansing yoga breath in. Yes, that is all we got for this week's that, news in the queue. That's so. all we got for this new week's news in the queue, which means it's time for our main attraction. It's time for the main attraction. All right. It has finally come. Disneyland Magic Key renewals have arrived, uh, but they aren't exactly the same as they were. Um, in no. case you have not been following all of the drama, uh, folks who bought their Disneyland Magic Keys, uh, or annual passes as they used to be called, when the park first reopened and they went on sale, 
those folks all had them running out and were anxiously waiting news of what's going to happen. Well, we found out on my birthday, of course, mm -hmm. uh, August 18th, they finally dropped the bomb that, yes, you can renew your pass, but your pass is not quite the same pass that you had before. And we are going to run down the details and the changes right now, um, starting at the very top where the dream key which had no blackout dates is gone and it's been replaced by the inspire key that does have blackouts yes so this means as an annual pass holder there's no pass at all that gets you 365 access which is uh, huge yes huge. if you were an annual pass holder who had a family tradition of every christmas you go to disneyland you know uh or, or Thanksgiving, uh, you're going to have to look for a different, uh, different way of doing it. You're going to be buying a one-day ticket uh, because the uh, even the top-of-the-line ticket now at Disneyland has blackouts uh, dates. It's a limited number of them, and right. honestly, you know, a smart pass holder doesn't really want to be in the park on those days. But you know, that was an option before. It's not an option anymore. Right. And so that was really the only one that changed. Uh, additionally, mm -hmm. there's some benefits that they yes. changed and that yes. comes down to parking. Mm -hmm. uh, you now get a uh, genie. I, I think the discount is on um, Disney. Plus. So, so the, the, in terms of benefits, uh, the big change is uh, the top two tiers now get unlimited Disney photo pass right. included. Um, uh, that's nice. Um, you know, Walt Disney World used to include that with passes. Now we get charged an extra hundred bucks a year to add that out at Disney World. So that's a nice perk to include with those top two tiers. Another big change, as you mentioned, is before there were no discounts for anyone on Genie Plus. Right. Period. Now you get 20% off um, with any of the levels of the keys. And this, what I think is interesting about this is at Disneyland, uh, a Genie Plus normally costs $20, but there are no taxes in California on that. In Walt Disney World, uh, it's $15, but once you factor in the tax, it comes right. out to about $16. So when you take the 20% off of $20, the Disneyland Genie Plus for annual pass holders now costs almost exactly the same as a day of Genie Plus in Walt Disney World, uh, but you get that photo pass if you don't already have it with your with your pass. So that's uh, I think that's a nice little perk. Um, obviously, they've got still got merchandise and uh, food discounts, uh, but the other big dis difference is. Um, you know, top tier has always gotten included parking. Right. Second tier uh, has 50% off parking. That hasn't changed. But the bottom two tiers are now getting 25% off parking, but only if they go to the Toy oh. Story lot. Right. That, you have to shuttle or walk. No. Okay. So, so Toy Story lot uh, is... I... It has its pluses. Um, for one, it's got its own dedicated security scanning. So once you go through security there and you're on the bus, they drop you off and you get to go straight into the park and you don't have to line up for security again. And um, especially, uh, you know, in the morning when people are trying to come off of the interstate and go into Mickey and Friends or uh, Pixar Pals, it can really jam that up. Whereas the crowd flow into Toy Story is sometimes better. Um, 
Plus, you always have the option of walking in from Toy Story. It's a it's right. a walk, but I'd stay at the hotel that's right next to the Toy Story lot. Absolutely. I'd do it all the time. Oh, yeah, because um, it's just half Hotel Lulu. So it's, yeah. it's really not a bad walk. No, it's it's not terrible. Um, <laughs> but it's what is interesting is that, like, you know, I know a lot of locals already were parking in Toy Story, but I'm wondering if this pushes more and more now of people towards Toy Story uh, and gets that to fill up even faster. Um, normally, uh, you know, Mickey and Friends is the first to close and right. then they start shoving people towards Toy Story. I wonder if that might reverse. So absolutely. Um, I am an enchant key. I haven't done the ring. I, I am the same. Exactly. Because yep. I didn't feel like dealing with, I heard Thursday was just a bit of a nightmare with waiting and waiting. I'm like, it's going to be there for us because we are yes. able to be it, renewed. I'm going to do it this week. I am sticking with my enchant key as a more casual visitor who doesn't need to go on peak weekends. The enchant key for $6.99 and being able to make four park reservations, I think is a steal. I got way more than my money's worth of it this past year. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I personally have not actually used my enchant key since I upgraded to it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I get to take advantage of it at some point before it expires. Um, uh, you've also got to consider uh, price increases here. Um, I, just, uh, up, I just renewed my Walt Disney World annual pass here as a Florida resident. Mm -hmm. um, Florida resident renewal. Uh, I did not get the equivalent of the Platinum Pass. I stepped down one to the Sorcerer's Pass. Um, but really, that's just got not that many more blackout dates than the Inspire key. Um, Disneyland. Well, don't get me started on that because I regret not doing that because it is a three or four hundred dollar difference. It's a huge little... difference, and it's only like uh, you know, it's it's like yeah. ten days uh, difference in the blackouts. It's really um, just Thanksgiving and Christmas, which I don't really care for going either, but it is a major difference yeah. in price. But I got, you know, I got that Florida uh, pass renewal. Um, and with the photo pass upgrade and it came out to $909. And so mm -hmm. here at Disneyland, you know, that's for four theme parks. Uh, now you can argue that there's more to do in the two parks at Disneyland than in the four parks at Disney world, but you're looking at, you know, a thousand ninety nine for a believe key uh, versus, you know, 900 and change for uh, the Disney world equivalent, um, you know, Disneyland annual passes have been more expensive for a while, but they really, when we were talking $1,599 for an Inspire key uh, or, or $133 a month if you do the uh, monthly payments, um, you're going to have to visit the park, I would say, at least w once a week maybe to make right. that pay off. Absolutely. Like, make a spreadsheet and do the math. Yeah. Um, figure out what your break even is. I really think I think on this Inspire key, if you compare this Inspire key to just like buying a five day park hopper, you know, once a month, uh, it's it, it's it, it's gonna um, it's gonna be hard for a lot of people to decide whether this is still in their budget. Absolutely. And remember, this is only for renewal. So yep. no one even has an yes. opportunity. Yeah. It, it. yeah. It don't don't it don't look at this and think, oh, maybe I'll go out and buy a Disneyland yeah. pass. No, this is only for people who have already got one that has is expiring or is within 30 days of expiring. Um, otherwise, you are still out of luck. Um, 
one last point that uh, Brian brings up, uh, that class action lawsuit. Uh, so there was a class action lawsuit filed by people who had the old top of the line pass, uh, which they have now renamed, mm -hmm. um, that uh, they're saying, well, they were promised no blackout dates, but every time they tried to book, there were no park pass reservations. And that's the equivalent, you know, functional equivalent of a blackout date. So we want our money back and lots more money. Um, the last I heard, that suit was actually going forward, but had didn't, is not scheduled to arrive in court for almost a year. So Disney was not going to just put their whole business on hold. What they did do was add to the fine print of all right. of these new passes. If you renew, in the process of renewing, you are signing things saying that you have absolutely no right to engage in a class action lawsuit or basically anything other than arbitration at, you know, with Disney's uh, selected uh, arbitrator, uh, which basically means you get bupkis. So do not buy one of these thinking you're going to join a class action lawsuit no. and make a whole lot of money. Ain't happening. No, Ain't happening. I feel like it really the raw end of the deal are the two top tiers. If you're doing Enchant or Imagine, no complaints here. Mm -hmm. This is really for the people that go like twice a week. You know, they're yep. going to have to pony up some money. You lose some benefits. I, I feel like the people this is going to hurt the most are the vloggers. What right. Won't someone please think of the poor vloggers? <laughs> if, if you were making, or the eBay pirates, if you were making your living off of going to Disneyland, you know, on a, a weekly basis, um, if you're doing that for profit and not for fun, it might not be as profitable anymore. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these folks are making enough that uh, uh, 1600 bucks a year is a drop in the bucket. Um, right. But, yeah, uh, you know, all those wannabe influencers, uh, people trying to start their career, uh, it's going to be a, that's an expensive uh you might want to look at becoming a Knott's Berry Farm blogger instead. Right. <laughs> well, I am happy with my Enchant key. Yeah. It is a great value, and I will stick with that when I renew this week. All right. Well, I hope that you are able to do that without waiting too many hours right. in a queue. All right. Well, I think that is going to just about wrap it up for this week. We've actually gone over an hour, so thank you so much for sticking with us. Halloween. Uh, yep, that's and it's just going to get worse. I'm sure we've got more announcements to come. But uh, before we go for this week, I just want to remind everyone, please go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and also leave us a rating on Spotify. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine all throughout the week, Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am Carly Caramata on Twitter and Adventures by Carly on Instagram. And I am at the UG series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram. And I'm also on theunofficialguides.com where you can pick up copies of my book. And of course, you can find all the coverage from Attractions Magazine at attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter, at attractions magazine on Instagram at youtube.com slash attractions magazine and for the kids at attractions on TikTok. <laughs> and until next week, I hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun and we will see you all next time. Bye. See you next time.